good to see you. And it's good to be seen. I'm welcoming you all here on, quite frankly, onto a Wednesday edition, which is going to be cut a little bit short because of band rehearsal and some studio work in the other room. So that's why I'm starting around 6.45 instead of 7, to just not have the sting be so stingy. I hope that uh, your your day's been going well, as I do every night, and that you're ready to chill out with me, even though what we have to talk about might be a little bit frustrating. But I think there's a lot of funny stuff that's, that's baked into th- things tonight. Confusing. There's confounding things. So I guess it's the normal mix of emotions for a walk around the block with, quite frankly, and I know that... Many of you actually do wait to listen to this show until you're walking around the block or several blocks with your your dogs, your pet chickens, whatever it is. And in that case, I'm glad to be strolling side by side with you. So what are we going to talk about tonight? Um, I have Joe Biden's trip, which I think is just wildly, so so wildly inappropriate. I don't expect anything appropriate to come out of this government, but... Um, I want to lay a few things out there, especially the way it was covered, and then hopefully get some calls on that. I want to be able to get through all this stuff so there's time for calls, because then what's the point? Then I have to go through this this Georgia grand jury thing. Uh, I did a little bit of this this morning with Tracy on the morning show, which you can go and check out on the Uncovered DC Rumble page. We do that every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 8.30 a.m. And I said, oh, man, I, so I got the longer thread of videos, and I wanted to bring it. I wanted to show you what this forewoman is, uh, has done to herself and potentially the entire uh, weekly hatched plan to take Donald Trump down in court in Georgia, which I haven't even been following because it's just all, all such a joke, and I'm sure if they want to... If they want to present him with an indictment, they're going to do it one way or another. But there's something about this that is, um, it's way too self-sacrificing. Way too self-sacrificing. So we'll see what the real what the real deal about this um, forewoman is and her her behavior, which we'll we'll get into, and then a few other things, a few other really short things for a short show. So uh, for tonight, I want to thank all of my affiliates and all my friends, especially Blue Monster Prep, who has been working with a lot of you in the audience now who have been getting in touch with them about gas masks. Something that you never thought you would you would like to have at home just in case. Uh, But obviously, that's one of those things that you just can't plan for anymore. So BlueMonsterPrep.com, they're great even just for a uh, prioritizing conversation. Get in touch with Pat and Gina and let them know what you got going on at your home, what you got going on at your fallback location, and uh, what the most important things to, to have on hand really are in a time of all types of weirdness. Especially the disaster. I mean, there was a, uh, a uranium processing plant that there was a fire, and they, I don't, I don't think anything has leaked or anything like that. But now we're talking about uranium. There was a cyber attack on a here. Look, here you go. Hold on one second. Let me get this up so you can see it. Check this one out. 
This is from CNN Business, so you know it's good. Cyber attack on food giant Dole temporarily shuts down North American production, the company memo says. We were just talking about cyber attacks last night. A cyber attack earlier this month forced uh, produce giant Dole to temporarily shut down production plants in North America and halt food shipments to grocery stores, according to a company memo about the incident obtained by CNN. The previously unreported hack, which a source familiar with the incident said was ransomware, led some grocery shoppers to complain on Facebook in recent days that the store shelves were missing Dole-made salad kits. Now, where did it come from? Dole Food Company is in the midst of a cyber attack and have subsequently shut down our systems throughout North America. Emmanuel Lazopoulos, Senior Vice President Dole's Fresh Vegetables Division, said in a February 10th memo to retailers, Dole has four processing plants in the U.S. and employs more than 3,000 people, according to a recent company press release. Now, where it came from? They don't say... But we know ransomware is just one of those things that the May 2021 ransomware attack by alleged Russian-speaking hackers forced JBS, the world's largest meat supplier, to temporarily close factories in the U.S., Canada, and Australia. JBS said it paid the hackers $11 million to unlock their systems. We also, around that time, saw those, those... what was it? What was it? Gasoline? I forget what it was. It was a couple of pipelines, and there was a big deal about who was paying the ransom and what was what was going on there. But still, there's no real there's no real disclosure about who was behind the Dole cyber attack. But just think about that. Here's another one I got for you. This is from the BBC. Mystery Sphere. Did you hear about this? There's a mystery sphere that has been found on a beach in Japan, and it's been perplexing people. A large metal sphere that washed up on a shore in Japan has perplexed locals and set off a flurry of speculation. Authorities can't say what it is yet. I was hoping, me personally, I was hoping that it was a Godzilla egg. I was hoping that it was a Godzilla egg and that it would hatch right there on the beach, and then that would be peak 2023. What would take precedence out of everything that has happened this year so far? We're only, we're just about two complete months into it. If a Godzilla egg hatched on a beach in Japan, what would top that? I guess nuclear war, that would definitely top it. We'd have a lot of other things on our mind, but if we, if you let me know, it may be in the super chats or something like that. Just let me know what's going on. All right. Um, but what is known about this is that it is hollow and it is not a threat. Many suspect it to be a type of buoy. The find in coastal city of Hamamatsu has been variously dubbed Godzilla egg. Oh, okay. Well, there you have it. I didn't read that far down. That makes me look like an idiot. I don't read, you, you know me. I take these things because of the headlines and I like to read with you. Or a mooring buoy and from outer space by fascinated locals. So that's it. Maybe it's, so it's not a Godzilla egg, it's metal. All right, so it's just, it's just a buoy. I'm sorry, I got everybody all excited. That's my fault. All right, next thing.
We talked about the uranium processing facility in Tennessee. All the places that I was thinking about being much safer than New York, Tennessee, Ohio, no offsite impact after fire breaks out at uranium processing facility in Tennessee. This got a lot of people nervous, this one. Oak Ridge, Tennessee, a fire broke out at Y-12 National Security Complex on Wednesday. Catherine King with Y-12 told WVLT. The facility hasn't released much information, but King was able to confirm that a fire broke out Wednesday morning in Building 9212. In an updated release, Y-12 said the fire started around 9.14 a.m. in a chemical handling hood. Officials were quick to assure the public that the incident was contained to the Y-12 complex and the public does not need to worry about any impact off-site. Quote, I think if you live nearby, you'd be very concerned, one spokesperson for Y-12 said. The situation is under control and contained, so there is no, you know, radi- you know radiation leak or stuff like that. It's But when you hear about a fire at a uranium processing facility... It's just, whoa. And a, a friend of the show, Jesus, who's out there, Jesus of of uh, Coyote Tactical, he sent this to me and he said, yo, I'm about a mile away from this thing. So I'm happy that everything is, is fine. Here's one last thing for the grab bag. This is from the Daily Skeptic. The headline here is Higher Cognitive Ability. Less concern for political correctness, a study finds. This, uh, a little bit more that you can file under duh, or things that you just had to assume. Britain's elite cultural institutions, the BBC, universities, the National Trust, are dominated by the woke. Since smart people tend to get ahead in life, you might assume the woke would have higher intelligence. Not so, according to a new study. Louise Dredge and colleagues surveyed 300 North American adults using the platform Mechanical Turk. To measure participants' cognitive ability, they administered the Ammons Quick Test, which involves correctly assigning words to pictures. Previous studies have shown that people's scores on the test correlate strongly with their scores on more comprehensive IQ tests, such as the Weschler Adult Intelligence Scale. The researchers also assessed participants' support for free speech and concern for political correctness. To measure the former, they constructed a nine-item scale comprised with items such as, and here they give you two phrases. The first phrase is, every individual has the unalienable right to express their thoughts freely. And the second example phrase that they give over here is, censorship of speech leaves little room for debate and diverse points of view. So those were items that they put in there to to measure the support of free speech for these people here, especially to start seeing just how much the need to be politically correct goes against the grain and starts compromising the, uh, the freedom of speech. To measure the latter, they use a seven-item scale developed by two other researchers. It includes items such as, here's a, here are the examples. Quote, I get mad when I hear someone use politically incorrect language. And quote, I try to educate people around me about the political meaning of their words. End quote. Oh, ooh, makes your goosebumps. It's just disgusting, isn't it?
Dredge and colleagues find uh, key findings is shown in the first column of the table below the values correlating uh, the, with the coefficients, a way of quantifying how strongly related two variables are. So what they find here, as you can see, there's cognitive ability, emotional intelligence, freedom of speech, concern for political correctness, intellectual humility. That's an that's a great one. And then empathy, empathetic concern and perspective taking. So as you can see, there was a moderate positive correlation between cognitive ability and the support for freedom of speech and a moderate negative correlation between cognitive ability and concern for political correctness. North Americans with higher cognitive ability are more supportive of free speech and less concerned about political correctness. They're less woke. One possibility is that this is only true among highly educated people. Indeed, the sample was skewed toward those with university degrees. 66% of participants had one, compared to less than 40% in the general population. Perhaps the correlations would have been weaker if the sample had been more representative. I can't rule this out, they say at The Daily Skeptic. Having said that, the study's findings are consistent with previous research that finds cognitive ability is associated with broadly classical liberal beliefs, such as support for free speech, democracy and rights for women, and opposition to state control of the economy. Which prompts the question, if the woke are less intelligent, how did they gain so much influence? Well... I uh, I endeavor to maybe answer that at some point over the next half hour, 40 minutes, because there's plenty, <laughs> plenty to be said, plenty to be said. Maybe we can answer that tonight with your help, no doubt. So, ladies and gentlemen, with that, please share the show. I have tweeted out all of the links across our socials. No, actually, I only put it out on Twitter right now. That's my fault. Maybe I can get it out before the intro ends. Let's see how fast my fingers can move. And then when we get back, a couple other updates, and then right on into the meat and potatoes, the entree. Don't go anywhere. Really have a right to be treated respectfully. We are well, unfortunately well, running out of time, but Peter, I just want to get one final thought from you. Are there words that are used to describe men that offend you? Uh, not particularly, and, and if, if there were some I don't like, I certainly wouldn't want them banned. But it go, you know, it always goes back to that old adage: sticks and stones may break my bones, but there will always be something to offend a feminist. Peter Lloyd, well, no, that's just obnoxious. Peter Lloyd, you have to move away. That is ridiculous. That, no, hang on, I won't do your show again if you don't let me respond. Oh, okay. Come on, that's ridiculous. I mean, the first of all, that's like first of all to allow. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride!
Hey! Hey, hey, hey. How you all feeling? It's 7.05, we're making good time. So, I wanted to just put, first of all, um, I would like to invite you all to send in some super chats. I will be getting to those. I'm not going to be doing an intermission. I'll have a, a brief uh, break, but not an intermission because I want to save all the time I can on this short broadcast. But I would like to also remind you guys, well, Discord is gone. I'll just cut to the chase. The Quite Frankly Discord is gone. I can't even summarize why. You know what, I actually, I'm going to go into the email. I'm going to go into the email that I got today when it said that uh, the, the Discord has been disabled and, and so is my personal account as well. I was just gone. You want to, here, listen, because I'll tell you, the way that they did, we don't ever get any, <laughs> any details about why accounts get nuked and all this other stuff. We don't ever get any details, but we do get general, general accusations and no recourse as far as to ask, well, what happened? What can we do better? I'll put it to you this way. The quite frankly discord, apparently, there was no filthier slap across the face of humanity than the quite frankly discord, according to them. Listen to this email. Your account posted uh, dehumanizing or discriminatory content or incited violence toward an individual or community based on their real or perceived membership to a protected group. What the fuck does that mean? Examples of this include content that purposefully dehumanizes members of a protected group. Content that perpetuates harmful negative stereotypes about a protected group. Content that calls for the exclusion, segregation, or discrimination against a protected group. Content that makes unfounded claims about a protected group. And when, what, am I ever going to be a protected group? This sounds great. I would have loved this kind of protection at different parts of my life. That would have been amazing. How, how, does, how does one apply for one of these things? And content that casts doubt or denies the occurrence of mass human atrocity. For example, the Holocaust, which none of that stuff was happening. But um, that's Discord for you. So that's all gone, and I'd like to invite you all over to our Gilded, which we had already set up for a day like today. I sent the invite to the Gilded. It is out on the Telegram, the official, quite frankly, Telegram. I have added it into the, if you go into the, um, the description of this episode, where it has all the links, the pertinent links, I've already erased Discord and I have put in Gilded so you can find the, the link in there. So, you know, get on over there and, and we'll see what happens. T who the hell knows? So that's gone. Also, I would like to just say, please, everybody on YouTube and Rumble, hit the like button. It's been making, it's been incredible. Uh, YouTube crowd, I wanted to tell you real quick, don't be alarmed when you see most of my channel is del deleted again in the coming days. It's time for one of my every so often right across the board self-preservation purges. I usually take a lot of, a lot of things off and I trim it down as we go along, but it's, it's time for another self-preservation purge. Just remember the complete archive can be found on places like Rumble or BitChute, so there's that. Rumble. I emailed Rumble support about the buffering issue. 
I have gotten nothing back yet, but I cannot put my finger on it as we have been streaming with no issue for over a year and none of the broadcast settings have changed, nor has any of the any of the uh, the services that we have available to us. We have a half a gig up, half a gig down as far as our upload and download rate goes. Incredible power out of our machine. So I, I'm hoping I'm hoping I have some answers for you soon. The last thing I want people to do is to come back to YouTube to watch the show if they had already left because was, that was a, a really important exodus. But I don't know what to tell you as of right now. But what is great about Rumble is that we have been in the Rumble leaderboards lately, and I didn't even know that there was any such thing as a leaderboard. Last night's episode got us to number 44 out of the top 50. So please like the episodes, like the broadcasts, and because uh, the, the progress over there on Rumble is serious. And, and YouTube, we're doing well. Thank you so much for all your help. All right, over to MSN. Here's the, big, here's the first big topic for tonight. Biden and Putin deliver dueling fiery speeches on Ukraine. No, that's not what happened. Uh, that's not what happened at all. They're going to say that Joe Biden is pathetic. His speech was pathetic. It made no sense. He keeps talking about NATO, even though the countries in question have nothing to do with NATO. They only have something to do with all of Joe Biden and his colleagues' business interests. In fact, that's the reason why he was allowed to become president, because his business interest in Ukraine almost got a lot of people in trouble, and they had to turn it into an impeachment uh, fiasco in September of 2019, and at that point, they said we might as well push him to the finish line because then we're going to look stupid if he gets beat out by Amy Klobuchar. And we already told the nation that Donald Trump was trying to take him out because he was a chief opponent in the election. So, yeah, he's out there in Poland. He's out there in, uh, in Ukraine. And it's pathetic, and it's completely incoherent. And his presence out there absolutely inappropriate and desperate. Now, he's out there. They go on to talk about the leaders of the United States and Russia delivered blistering, contradictory addresses in Eastern Europe. Yeah, uh, Vladimir Putin is talking from a, a point of objective reality. Not that I'm, I, I don't, you know, I don't have to disclaim myself anymore. He's talking from a point of objective reality. And, and, uh, and then you have this snake oil salesman who actually looks like he's wearing snake skin at this point. Who's just talking bullshit? This rah-rah bullshit about NATO and its, and its, uh, its necessity. Showcasing starkly opposing worldviews as they spoke on the eve of the first anniversary of a Ukraine war that has set two superpowers increasingly at odds. President Biden, speaking to an enthusiastic crowd outside of Poland's royal castle, urged the world's nations to recommit to a unified defense of Ukraine. Why? Saying global democracy is at stake. Why? How? Because, of course, how could Democrats ever get elected if they don't have outposts like Ukraine to wash money through? Taxpayer money to wash, to wash through the country to come back into the U.S. as donations from some open society NGO. How else would they? How else? And the Republican counterparts, by the way. They're not absolved of that either. Yeah, so democracy is at stake. 
A few hours earlier, Russian President Vladimir Putin addressing a joint session of the Russian parliament reiterated his attacks on what he called Ukraine's neo-Nazi regime and in the dramatic move announced that Moscow was suspending its participation in New START, that last remaining U.S.-Russia nuclear arms agreement, which honestly, I don't give two shits about. Do you? Well, it's, a, it's an agreement to, to help stop the proliferation of nuclear arms. Who cares? Seriously, who cares? Russia has what? On the books, 1,700, nearly 2,000 nuclear warheads. The, 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 the Americans have what? We have what? A couple of hundred less than that? Any country on earth would only need five or six to really lay waste to everything? Who cares if they had 10,000 and we only had 5,000? Seriously, what does it matter? Apparently it matters a lot. I don't give two shits about it. We're living in the nuclear age. All right, it's, it's go time, whatever. But you know, he's out there. He had Joe Biden out there this, this past couple of days in Poland and in Ukraine talking about funding Ukraine pension and retirement programs. He's talking about Ukraine welfare programs, how we, we need to fund it. The U.S. is effectively a borderless country. We're a borderless country. We're financially bankrupt. We have been for a very long time, completely morally debased, and lately pockmarked with a strange pattern of agricultural and ecological disasters over here. You got homeless people everywhere suffering from all types of drugs, mental illness, and this, this guy is out there in Ukraine giving passionate speeches about borders and culture and supporting Ukrainians out in Ukraine. And on the flip side, we have Vladimir Putin, who love him or hate him, or don't care at all, indifferent, only cares about Russia. I mean, even attempting to compare the two men to each other is incomprehensible to me. And, and you know why I sympathize with Putin more and more? Because I have an affinity for this country, all right? I have an affinity for this country. I do not have an affinity for Russia or for him. But because his war, because of, I should say, because of this war that we're seeing out there playing out that, that even encompasses Biden out there in, in Ukraine and Poland over the last couple of days, this war of empty pageantry and liberal doublespeak, this whole thing, this, this media strong-arming, the welfare peddling, this is the war that we are trapped in every day over here, all right? So I tip my cap to any country, whether it be Russia or anything else, who sees that horror from the West coming miles away and will do whatever the hell they can to keep it from coming into their house. I, I, I'm, I, hey, we're wondering how we can get the, U, the U.S., in quotes, out of the U.S. <laughs> so I have no problem with people wanting to keep the U.S. out of their country. Seriously. So, and then, of course, it's only fitting that Biden's bullshit appearance over there in Eastern Europe would end with him falling up a flight of stairs again into Air Force One. <laughs> look, look at this. 
there he is walking up and <laughs> he got tired he just went to, he, he need to take a knee he was honoring somebody that's it you turn around and yeah everything's done fucking loser so that's my whole um that's my thoughts about that so meanwhile donald trump shows up in ohio with truckloads of water and is greeted like a rock star obviously fox news nobody is going to be covering it so you can call in on that tonight how what do you think about just the mere presence of an american head of state out there in poland and ukraine doing that saying that kind of stuff Especially, especially the, the funding of, of welfare out there when we've got homeless, homeless veterans all over the place over here. It's just incredible. So if you have thoughts on that, you can call in. And then there's this, which is not entirely disconnected from the mind virus that drives the whole Ukraine story. So as you know, one of the last great hopes for the Uniparty to get Donald Trump into some legal trouble before the, uh, the election so that they can, they can maybe wrangle him off the campaign trail, would be some sort of indictment and, and or conviction coming out of Georgia. And this all stems back to that obvious theft that went on all over the country in 2020. But most importantly, in Georgia, this is where folk heroes like Ruby Freeman and her neon wig were running tons of fraudulent ballots through uh, the machines, away from prying eyes in the dead of night over there, when everybody else had been convinced to go to sleep because pipes were busting all over the country. Uh, well, in the weeks that followed, Donald Trump, who knows damn well what was happening out there, was had told Brian Kemp, he had sent something along the lines of find the votes, which was really a ham-fisted way of saying, listen, I won the state handily. There's some major, major problems that we know have, have been happening over there, Is and uh, please work with me here. Let's at least, let's at least get the get the uh, the election results correct here and then we can figure out where all this other stuff is coming from out of nowhere well all the vipers needed to hear was find the votes and bingo bango trump was asking kemp to steal the election for him that's how that worked that's how that works when you have governors in both parties in your back pocket when you have the entire media in your back pocket and all the uh, the courtrooms that you can think of well, Georgia has big problems, but last night CNN brought on a strange creature, and I guess they're all very strange, who is a, uh, I guess she's the four-person, four the forewoman of the grand jury that's been assembled to indict Donald Trump in Georgia, and her behavior is nothing short of jaw-dropping. Okay? Take a listen to, uh, take a listen to this. She's on CNN and, uh, and listen to, I have three clips. Emily, thank you for coming on. I do want to say off the top is... Well, her name, boy, her name is, just so you know, her name is Emily Coors. Emily Coors. Emily, thank you for coming on. I do want to say off the top, as you and I just discussed, but for everyone to know, you are somewhat limited in what you can discuss under judges under the judge's orders as of now. But one, we do know, of course, one of the biggest questions remaining for everyone that wasn't in that jury room with you is how many people are in trouble here? What can you tell us about how many people you recommended as a group to face indictments? Now, for those of you in podcast land, prior to even, I mean, she is so excited to be able to answer this and to be on television. She cannot contain herself. This is a giddy, giddy little creature. 
I well, thank you for having me, first of all. And I'm I'm hesitant to speak to something that the judge made a decision not to share. He, uh, I don't know if everyone's aware of this, but there was a hearing um, about what parts of the report should and should not be published in its various forms, and the list, well, the sections that were removed were consciously chosen to be removed, and I don't want to say I have better judgment than the judge. That's totally understandable. Okay. Okay. Weirdo. What a weirdo. Well, is it, would you say when it comes to, there are, indi there are indictments recommended, of course. Is it yes. more than 12 people? Is it more than 20 people? I think if you look at the page numbers of the report, there's about six pages in the middle that got cut out. Allow for spacing. It's not a short list. No, so she's, I don't even know why. Now tell me something. You have a grand jury that's deliberating. Why would a judge allow the foreperson of the grand jury to go to CNN? Why would, why would that even be allowed to, to, to say, well, I know that you're, you're limited in what you can say. When you're working on a jury, you're you're not even allowed to sometimes you're discouraged from from even talking to your family when you get home. Not posting on social media, anything can result in a mistrial, anything posting on social media, whatever the hell. Now, I'm not I'm, I, I have not spent a lot of time in a, in a courtroom in my life, but I, I know about that. And what is this and what is this little squirrely creature? This odd, this, this odd, odd thing. Not a short list. <laughs> More, I mean, when She's it comes. She's so excited to tell everybody it's not a short list. We're going to indict everyone we can. The 75 witnesses, like, it, is it, it's not, I assume, of course, it's right. not 75 people. Would you characterize it as 20-ish people? I can't say I counted. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. And, and look, like, it, she, she's, she's taking on this. This demeanor of can't say counted, but I guess you'll see. Like it's a cliffhanger for her. This is a game. It's a game. Now here she goes on saying, as Tom Elliott, Tom Elliott put this together, these three clips. She go on she goes on to say that I will be sad if the DA decides against bringing charges against Trump. I will be frustrated if nothing happens. After everything that you've seen, what would your reaction be if the DA decides against bringing any charges after what you've seen? I will be sad if nothing happens. Like that's, that's about my only request there is, is for something to happen. I don't necessarily know what it is. I'm not the legal expert. I'm not the judge. I'm not the lawyers, but I, I will be- I know you're just a weird kid that was pushed onto television to act like a creep and put the entire trial, the entire thing, the entire operations in jeopardy, which I'm fine with, but maybe this is an out. Perhaps it's, perhaps it's an out. I, I be frustrated if nothing happens. This was too much, too much information, too much of my time, too much of everyone's time, <laughs> oh. too much of their time, too much argument in 
in court about getting people to appear before us. There was just too much for this to just be, oh, okay, we're good, bye. Okay, so so apparently, if you spend the longer the longer you spend in in a courtroom, once you pass a certain threshold of effort put into a certain case, then you must convict the person, or else what the hell were we all doing? What what were we doing if nobody's going to go to jail? So just remember that, ladies and gentlemen. Remember that going forward. And if it was just a person... And, and why is she giggling again? Angles her head down. Uh, furrowing and then raising her brow and, and trying to be almost seductive. This, this is a histrionic... I'm telling you, this is one or more of those histrionic, crazy, psychopathic people. No doubt about it. No, she can probably cry on demand. I would put all, all the money I have on it. She can cry on demand. And now here you go. The four-person, Emily Coors, then continued her media tour on MSNBC, joking about how awesome it would be to personally subpoena Donald Trump. Sure. Did you personally want to hear from the former president? I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. What? And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump. Get the fuck out! Get out! Just get this, f get her out. Get her out, get off. Get out of here. I want, I want, I'm surprised that she didn't have her hands up like a fucking squirrel. Hands up by your hands. Get, get out. Just get out. Who raised you? What is this? What am I looking at? And why isn't it in a zoo? Of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in? I just, I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment. You think, you think it'd be awesome? It'd be awesome if you had a nose job. That'd be, that'd be really awesome if you went to a, uh, you get some rhinoplasty done. How trying to get the former president to come talk to us would have been a year in negotiation by itself. So it sounds like that was ultimately <laughs> a battle that you all decided not to wage. Exactly. That's Why are they interviewing her? Why are they interviewing her? I just don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Is this an attempt to get the whole thing thrown out? How can you send the forewoman to CNN to giggle her way through an interview in which she expresses excitement at the prospect of being able to get Trump on literally anything? J make something happen. I don't want my personal time to be wasted. If you're a defense attorney, how, would, how do you fail in getting this dismissed with prejudice? How do you fail at that? I, is that the play? Could this be it? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I was convinced that there would be an indictment delivered no matter how weak the case would be. And what she describes here is exactly what I said that they might be going for. That they just want Donald Trump to either be brought in with or without handcuffs on for the cameras. They want him in a courtroom. They want the satisfaction of him being sworn in, defending his life. And uh, even if it went nowhere, they wouldn't mind because this would be happening in or around an election year. These are sadists. And what they do to Donald Trump is nothing compared what they are doing and what they would willingly do to you and I with no media coverage whatsoever.
what they are willing to do to our children in a larger, dare I say, systemic way. I mean, wow. I, how do you... So, first of all, the fact that this was even allowed on multiple networks says op to me. No doubt about it. And then on Twitter, some bitch I know, that's her, that's her name, some bitch I know, went and did a little bit of a dig. Said, she said, game on, Emily Coors. Take a listen to this. Of course, thespian. Emily Coors, star and compañeras. Here you go. This isn't real. It's a parody. There, there's, there's the MSNBC clip. So here we have it. Uh, it's, it's been dug up. Big time theater past. Not only is she an actress... Professional, uh, it, so not not only is she an actress like mo- most of them are, but a uh, a literal witch, a literal witch found her Pinterest, <laughs> found her Pinterest, and there is all uh, paganism, witchcraft, spells, uh, you know, charms and trinkets and all that stuff. I mean, it's just incredible, just incredible. God bless the internet, and that's the and there's the default for tonight's show. The photo of her stage production of Compañeras from 2011, just for more context, you can view if you want a subscription to the newspaper. Um, For the record, I just wanted to, she, some bitch I know says, for the record, I just wanted to know who the hell the crazy lady in the interviews was. Make all this what you will, do your own research and have a great Wednesday. And um, it, it just, it never fails. It never fails. It, the onslaught never fails. And I got to stop here and, and emphasize again, okay, the, the, how, how here we are the, living under the tyranny of thespians. We live under the tyranny of a bunch of drama club maniacs. And I got to stop to emphasize this psychoculture is the justice system. God forbid you or I find ourselves in an American courtroom where our lives are on the line, anything outside of a, a, a parking ticket, whatever, and our lives are on the line, you are more and more likely to have your life redefined by juries full of people like her, judges and prosecutors like her, some who do better jobs than others to conceal their giggling. All right? So I'll say it as I always say it, pay every cent of your taxes keep your nose clean because this is fucked i mean we're getting to a point where there are there are are only a few chief aims in life for me outside of all of the obvious family friends work uh duty to god and all that other all that other stuff that we talk about every night but there are a few civic chief aims of mine and that is to never get noticed by the state which obviously somebody in my line of work, there's probably already some kind of a dossier on me, and to never get sick and have to go to a hospital. Never never get sick enough to have to go to a hospital. And that is a really awful situation to be in, to know that justice is not on our side and that, God forbid, you need to go to a hospital for something. I I mean, it's just, it's really, really, really nutty. Nutty what's going on right here. So let's take a really quick break. Um, 
just for a little context in the first video break here, uh, it's Barack Obama from 2011 when he came out and he announced that Osama bin Laden was dead. Only uh, we had Anthony back there in 2011 take the speech and isolate his whistling teeth. Okay, so here is Barack Obama announcing bin Laden is dead, but only with Obama's whistling teeth. We will be right back. Good evening. I am black. I am gay. I am disabled. Cute little dog you've got there. But hold on. In a previous life, he could have been George Washington. Nice cat. Perhaps Annie Oakley. And look at him. Why, it's Napoleon. Reincarnation. What human being was your pet in a previous lifetime? Master Reincarnationist E. David Scott will tell you when you call this number. Just answer simple questions with your touch-tone phone. $1.95 per minute for entertainment only. Under 18, get permission. Call now. Learn who your pet was as a human in a previous lifetime. He's been down in the basement since it happened. Five days now. I think he's having some kind of a mental situation. You know, an episode or something. Alright. Hey, you better do something. I don't want to be known as the brother-in-law of the town nut job. I got enough problems already. Oh shit, I got water all over myself. How'd you like that? That's a little blast from the past. That's when we can tell Anthony, hey, Anthony, can you go and edit this video down? He said, yeah, sure, that'd be funny. Now he doesn't have time for anything, Anthony. <laughs> oh, 2011. Wow. What do you know? Let's see. Let's take a couple of, couple of super chats. KT Sky D says 100% and then a heart. Well, I'm glad that you like it 100%. Tommy G says, hey, Frank, did you go get your ashes today? Hey, actually, yes, in fact, yes, in fact, I did. I went to the, th I'm trying not to rub it off. Uh, I went to the 3.30 liturgy today. It wasn't a mass. It was just about a half hour. Prayed a little and, and, and got my ashes. Then when I got home and Aurora saw it, she went, she looked up, she said, what happened? She had her, she was very concerned. She said, what happened? I said, oh no, that's, that, that's just, that's just ashes. She goes, uh, uh, then what'd she say? She said something about boo-boo. She thought, she thought I, I got hurt. I said, no, it's just dirty. It's just a little dirty. And then, and then we put our, our foreheads together. I said, here, we put our foreheads together and just smudged off a little bit on her. So that she got a little too. Um, so that's all over there on... 
quite frankly, superchat.com. Let's see. People are having a good time over there on Rockfin. Nice crowd on Rockfin tonight. Hello, everybody. And now we go to Rumble. There's a couple of Rumble rants. Serial, Social Observer says, keep grinding, Frank. I am going to. Thank you for being out there for all those years, Social Observer. Larkstar says, I tip my hat to anyone who has an affinity for the USA. Thank you, Frank. I have a deep affinity for it. Deep affinity for it, which is why I, I'm, uh, I'm disgusted as much as I am. I have a great, great love for our history. And I wish I could see more of the physical country. I don't, I don't know. So, you know, it's just... There you have. There you have that. Okay, so... Over on... Oh, oh, wait a second. I've got a bonus for you. I've got a bonus for you. And by the way, the whistling teeth of Obama. I remember that in 2008 being one of those things where I said... Uh, we were When we were doing our other show... Um, you're doing Sadal's in New York, and I had said, well, I, I didn't know what's worse between Obama and McCain. I said, I don't know what, what, was, what was going to be worse, having Barack Obama in his whistling teeth for four to eight years, or uh, Lon Chaney, because John McCain looked like Lon Chaney in the Phantom of the Opera, when he had to stick tooth, uh, uh, Q-tips up his, up his nose to, to peek his nose up, so he looked deformed. But... Um, I voted for Obama anyway. That's just the way it was. I said, okay, I guess whistling teeth. I can't. I just can't do Lon Chaney for five, for uh, for for eight years. That's how that went down back then. But I do have a bonus for you, since we're talking about psychopaths and and whatnot. Listen to this. Now you remember we were talking about Sam Brinton, the uh, the mentally ill guy that the the uh, Biden administration hired and then effectively went and started stealing everybody's luggage, kleptomaniac who's gender non-binary, whatever, something. Well, yesterday, yesterday, as it turns out, this woman, this woman named uh, Asya, uh, Com- Com- let's see, wait, 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 Asya Comson. Asya Comson, she's a fashion designer. Asya Comson, uh, she's a Tanzanian fashion desire, de- des- uh, designer, and she's based in Houston, Texas. She's from Tanzania, now in Houston, Texas, and she designs really, actually, really beautiful, beautiful clothes. Take a look at this. Here is her tweet from yesterday that is getting around and is absolutely fascinating. And you're not going to believe this. Yes, you are. Here we go. My name is Asya Kamsen, Tanzanian fashion designer. Based in Houston, Texas, USA, I lost my bag in 2018 in DCA. And I think that's Ronald Reagan Airport. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Recently, I heard the news on Fox about Sam Brinton's luggage issue. Surprisingly, I found his images and he wore my custom-made outfits, which was in the lost bag in 2018. Look at this shit. That's her, that's her, I mean, that's exactly what he's wearing. Oh, what a weirdo. God, these people. It's it's her. People are like, drop all the pics you have of your clothes. Let's see if we can find Brinton wearing it. So here she is, starts dropping pictures of these clothes, of the clothes that she, there's another, it's a beautiful, I mean, it's very African, 
you can you can tell it's it's a uh, it's very uh, African cultural kind of it's just the, the the colors and the floral patterns it just has that feel to it and they're gorgeous and and yet here we have wow okay what he turned it into a skirt what was what, what was once a cape is now a skirt for Sam over here look at this. So is it possible, it, it seems very possible, that he was just hanging out at DCA, even in, even in 2018, and randomly stealing people's bags, especially women's bags, so he can wear whatever the hell's inside of it. This is, ladies and this is sick. This, do you understand how fucking sick this is, that they seek people out like this to, to, to come into into seats of power and influence to be regulators in some way to set policy that trickles down to everyday America. These are sick sickos. I can't believe that he probably lifted her stuff. I hope that she gets all of the, the, um, the attention that she deserves. I retweeted it. I hope she gets all the attention she deserves and uh, and and has a lot of success with her her latest creations. So again, back to the question that was posed by the the, the skeptic, the skeptic blog in the beginning of the show about how if the woke are less intelligent, then how do they gain so much power? If they're so much less intelligent, or or at least modestly less intelligent than the rest of us. How do they gain so much power? And you can call in on that too. In fact, the number is now on. You can call in about what's going on. Uh, Joe Biden's latest trip juxtaposed against Trump going to Ohio. What do you think about the, the Biden trip and the things that he was saying on that trip in general? You can call in on this. You can call in on the grand jury situation, 914-595-6953. Ignore the Discord voice thing. There you go. I'll have to make a, a different a different uh, lower third at some point. 914-595-6953. So why is it? Now I would posit as to why they gain so much power, even though they're 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 not all there, is that they're far more ruthless and conniving as other normal people. And when you combine that with the whole thespian motif where there, so many of them are just by trade performers, where so many of them have the they have these acting backgrounds or they're straight up histrionic sociopaths. It's very effective. It's a very effective thing. Now, the reason why it's effective is because the rest of us for a very long time, uh, we had committed, overcommitted to being overly polite and accommodating toward people who play victim. That's just what it is to a point where eventually we're the ones left out in the rain and they've locked us out and, uh, and then they're, they're shooting at us with BB guns from the, the top floors. We had our compassion hijacked by people who have none. And now we're ruled by scum. That's, that's, my, that's my thought. You may have a different thought. What do you think? So you can call in about that, the Biden trip, the grand jury, whatever, 914-595-6953. What's going on? Truth Quest, how you feeling? Hey, I'm 
doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for coming on. So what's your thoughts tonight? Oh, I just, I'm so embarrassed every time I see that potato. I think you described him as a, a lump of silly putty they got to talk. Yeah, yeah. He's just a disgrace, just a disgrace. And, oh, boy, that, that story about that, that freak that steals luggage, oh, my goodness. I, it's just incredible. It's incredible that it can actually that that the scheme that that the it could have actually be going back that far because I think what he got caught doing wasn't that in Chicago. It might have been in Chicago or something. So the fact that he's just Mike. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, sorry, Aaron. No, no, no. That's 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 cool. Uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Oh, and um, by the way, I was going to mail out those books to you for your daughter, but. It's we got a big snowstorm today, so no doubt it's okay. Well, you, you should be getting them, and it's book rate, so I can't have a letter in there. So there's some coloring books, adult coloring books, and two children's books that I illustrated that were um, endorsed by Jeff Foxworthy. Well, I'm sure that she is going to love it. I hope she does. I hope she does. Uh, you, you're doing a great job, and oh, one of your listeners before I got canceled off YouTube, uh, heard me in my chat, and it's the, the president of my graduating class back in Mount, Minnesota. Wow. Bruce, Bruce Knight is one of your listeners, and he is a very intelligent guy um, in the medical, medical uh, biological, uh, med- medical field. Very, very cool guy. I love hearing stuff so, like yeah. that. I love hearing stuff. There, there's, there's been a couple of instances like that where... The world just gets shorter and shorter and people get linked up in, in really in- incredible ways, whether they're in a hosting position like you or, and I heard about your YouTube, I'm very sorry, and uh, but uh, but obviously it's just, we're doing bigger and better things. I'm trying to push people away from YouTube um, uh, for, right. for the long haul, but you're doing good stuff o- over there, Aaron, and, and thanks for calling in and, and uh, it's good to hear from you. Thanks, buddy. You're doing a great job too. And hi, Rabbit. Take care, buddy. There you go. See, we have a very, very smart audience. And the people who don't say anything, man, I can. I, I would love to have more people writing in. Let me know what you know. Let's see. Melanie. Next one up is Melanie. How are you? <laughs> hey, Frank. Hey. Okay. First of all, first of all, you are knocking it out of the park this week with all of your shows. Thank you. And uh, second of all, <laughs> I almost lost my life a second ago eating one of those uh, Bon Appetit muffins when you flashed the that thing in the red dress. No, oh. I'm not even so like I, it was game over for me. What, no, it was it, a little piece of what, what, a, what, what is the muffin? Is this a is this a dessert muffin or or what's a Bon Appetit muffin? <laughs> It's those really shitty gas station muffins <laughs> that are way too moist and crumbly. You know, you just open it and it's, it's all over you. And I was sitting here. I got my bunny rabbits are running around and I'm just casually eating the muffins. And then I see the <laughs> the picture. Of well, you know what it is, <laughs> Melanie? You know what it is? It, 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 it's, the, it, it's the whole thing. And to me, I say it's sick. It, it really makes you think about well, what the hell, uh, what is attracted, what attracts people to government. But the other thing there, too, is it's also just so out of, you can't write comedy like this. That this Sam Brinton no. guy, to, to think of this guy as some sort of a national menace. <laughs> 
that he's just a menace and he's just he's just this nuisance that shows up in these major airports and he's stealing everybody's baggage he's just he can't control himself it's actually hilarious uh, at the same time what is happening exactly it's like what is going on like what is happening you know i know i saw his face and i was like but what universe am i what is happening and then just the comedy and then i almost died and it what a way to go out you know i yeah. mean i die i'm like what, what killed you well this guy <laughs> who steals women's you know Designer clothing. Is, Hopefully, uh, has a after five shadow with lipstick. On. I don't even know what I'm looking at. Well, anyway. Mel- Melanie, what a great call, and I hope, I hope that. Well, th- <laughs> thankfully, you're, everything's all right, and thank you for the call. Much love to you down Ooh. there in Texas, but uh, it, it, I thankfully she survived because for the cause of death to have been watching, quite frankly, and started laughing and choking on a gas station muffin while surrounded by her pet rabbits. Can you imagine her struggle? Can you imagine her final struggle there on her on her recliner, choking on the gas station muffin with all of her rabbits running around, thinking that everything is that's so. <laughs> oh, I I can only laugh because she survived. That's the rule. You can laugh if they survive. Uh, here's a call from Joy. What's going on, Joy? Hank, um, I. Heard you say a moment ago about how do people get into these positions? Yes. And I can't look it up while I'm on my phone, um, but I think I remember seeing Pete Buttigieg's partner, Chastain, or Chastain, whatever his name is, Mm -hmm. um, as being friends with Britain, that suitcase dealer guy. They were in some Zoom call or some kind of a thing together, so I don't know how far back they've been friends. Um or if they've met since Buttigieg got in that position. But I just thought that was kind of ironic that I believe there's a connection between his partner and this Britain guy of some kind. So that's all. I wouldn't be surprised. That that makes a lot of sense. And uh, there, there you go. Well, the, the networks, it, it's all who you know, right, Joy? Thanks for the call. Who's, who you know and when you know them. Yep. <laughs> you take care, hon. Have a good night. All right. Be well. Thank you so much for that. Let's keep going. It's 7.51. I think we're making good time. We can, We actually might be able to bring in a lot more calls now. 914-595-6953. We're not going to be taking calls on Gilded just yet because I... Uh, because I have not set up all of my audio, but there's a lot of people heading over to, to Gilded already. There's people hanging out and watching the show there. Hello. Let's take on a call from 419. 419, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, what's going on, Frank? Hey. Hey, I just wanted to call in real quick. Uh, you're talking about the Putin speech. Uh, I don't know if you've seen, but... Uh, China put out like a five or six point uh, bullet point, just dog in America, too. I didn't see this, no. Uh, I was watching a Gonzalo Lira video today, and he posted it. Uh, He linked the, uh, he uh, copied the link in his, uh, under his video. You got to see this. It's. I got. I got to check it out. Something else. I haven't seen anything that, that reminds me. I haven't even seen anything from Gonzalo Lira pop up in 
in any of my feeds in a long time. So I have to go check it out because I'm curious about what the China thing was. Um, I did oh, hear. Yeah, I did hear about. Or, it's five or six points, just completely. Uh, you know, just completely going into America. It's it's something else. Okay. Well, maybe I can find that, but maybe somebody on Discord can help me and provide me with that link by the end of this this broadcast. But thanks for the call, man. Yeah, yeah, no problem. All right, take care. Uh, I would love to if somebody can help help me out with that, please let me know. Let me know over there on Discord. That that's a nice Discord is the chat that helps me produce the show a lot a lot in the middle of a show. So maybe they can help out there. Let's take a call. 413, you're on the air. Whoa. Hi, Frank. How you doing? I'm doing well. Who's this? Katie um, from Massachusetts. Hey, what's going on? You just make, uh, you got to cut that in the background, and uh, and we'll be good. Okay. Just make going to your room. Okay. Um, quick quick comment on, I like the um, previous caller's comment, thing in a red dress. So it's an African fashion. Isn't that cultural appropriation as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a double whammy. You're yeah. right. It's not only theft. It's cultural appropriation, <laughs> no doubt. My main thing I wanted to call about was uh, that article on um, intelligence and uh, wokeness. Yes. And they also are speculating that maybe if you take an example of non-college or non High educated people, results were different. I'm thinking, you know, less quote educated, read indoctrinated people. It's actually going to be a, high, a higher correlation between intelligence and being awake because they've not been indoctrinated by system. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things. It's one of the, and, and I'm sorry, what's your name again? Grady. Grady, okay, Grady. it's one. It's one of those yeah. things, Grady, that when we would, when we would cover, and I know it's a, it's a, uh, a very controversial uh, graph, but when we would cover the IQ bell curve, which, uh, which really comes to uh, bear down on the midwit, the this whole idea of the midwit, that person that isn't about middle intelligence, that overestimates how smart they are. These are the people who usually uh-huh. go out there and they, they, uh, they. They pat themselves on the shoulder for reimagining that gender can be fluid and all this other stuff, which is completely nonsensical. But they they believe mm-hmm. that they're they are they're smart enough and that they are inventive enough and that they are here at the right time in human history to have witnessed a new evolution of our species. But but really, they are just a middle of the world intelligence dope that has been dragged along by much smarter Machiavellian political forces. And 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 what you mm-hmm. have there is the super intelligent. That's on one side. And those who are of lower intelligence that really just see that, that I mean, there's there's people in our lives that are on the on the lower intelligence scale that are just, you know, not knuckle draggers, but they're just based. They just see things for what it is. It's very simple. They're not thinking deeper about things that maybe somebody on the on the upper end of of the IQ scale would just be lost in thought and analytical minds and all that stuff. Whereas but they see the same thing. And they reach the same conclusions about sometimes God mm-hmm. and uh, gender, the, the binary na- uh, nature of the, of the sexes and all that stuff. And it really, as controversial as it is, then again, politically incorrectness, um, 
I, it, it, it explains everything perfectly. It really does. It's the people of, yes. the, of middle intelligence yes. that are ruining everything because they think that they're they're smarter than they are. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Two other quick things. I got my package from Vermont to Prep the other day. Uh huh. Very nice. It's in my quite frankly mug for Thanksgiving. Uh, thank you. I'm Love happy. That. I'm happy that you got it. I, I love I love all the things that they give away to uh, members of the audience and we're coming up with we're coming up with, with different ways of of getting of getting the of getting their their stuff out there bringing new attention to things so i'm i'm glad you like it grady and thank you for the call okay uh, thank you frank take care now all right be well that's a great call that's thank a great you. call from late from from grady lady sorry here's the uh here's the here's the bell curve <laughs> Well, the, the Wojaks are, are you know, but yet you have the Jedi Master over there, and it's just the it's just that middle muddle right there that causes all the problems. We'll, we'll get into that one night, maybe on a Saturday night when we when we can just drop YouTube and and huddle around the fire somewhere and nobody can find us, because that's something that you gotta hack into Chat GPT and give it an alter ego Dan to discuss. Right, that th- this graph is one of the reasons why the Dan identity had to be created for Chat GPT <laughs> because nobody wants you to really poke around there. All right, all right, all right. What else do we have? Let's take a call from Rose from Alabama. Haven't heard from Rose in a while. What's going on? Hey, well, it's been a hell of a year for me already. And I don't want to talk about politics or anything else. My nephew died December 26th, and oh. my daughter died January 3rd. Oh, my gosh. And my father died February 13th. Rose. And I had, he had a military funeral, so it's been kind of hell. Rose, but in I'm all so that, sorry. I want to tell you that I love you and appreciate you. I'm so sorry to hear about that, Rose. I'm going to be praying for you tonight, and I, that's just, uh, that's that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot all all, all almost at once. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, I just want you to know your little Aurora and your family, as long as you go home and everything's good at home, you know, hug it and just wallow in it and love it because we miss so much with all these outside things that we can't control and just take care of each other. And I appreciate you. I've all, you know, it's been years. I've been like trying to talk to you, and I get all reared up about politics and all the other stuff. But just take the time, because I'm like, you know what? If they blow up the world, I'm with God. Yep. Yep. And I'm with them. So absolutely just love one another. Wow, Rose. <laughs> I, I no, I, I thank thank you for the reminder. It, it's actually something that I. I, I keep in mind a lot when I when I write all the episodes for the show, and, and that's why we take fre- frequent breaks from all that. In fact, tomorrow night we're going to be talking a little bit more about dreams and things that I've been dreaming. I want to know what people out there have been dreaming, and 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 we're going to we'll, we will be able to take that break. And I I, don't know, I appreciate you calling in. I appreciate you adding this in. And I I'm really yeah. I, you know. yeah. I just wanted to say. You know, because because of all the business, family business and stuff, and mm-hmm. having to take care of everything, and I'm like, 
wow, I don't even know what's going on in the world, and that's okay. Because it's not here with me. So I'm like, well, I can check in. And I'm like, well, isn't that silly? But I can't do anything about that stuff. Now, here locally, I can go to my city council and my county commission and raise hell. But that's something I can do. Everybody needs to do something they can do. I mean, we can bitch about Ukraine and the world and all the other stuff, but we can't do anything about it. We can only do what we can do with ourselves. At this point, you're absolutely correct. And I think that uh, every night of the week, we probably agree on that, number one, which is why... You know, I think if people ask me about what, even like 2024, I'm like, what's 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 to what's to think about? I mean, what, what's going to change? What's going to change at this point? It's just uh, we we have to we have to localize our thinking and we have to reconnect with the things that are are really um, fleeting, and that is our youth and the the people we love. Life on Earth is 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 a very quick experience, even though sometimes when you're in the middle of it the decades can drag on forever but they go by very quick and thank you for that that uh, reminder rose i'm really i uh i i I'm, I'm happy that you're that you yet you're all right and i'm going to be praying for your family well i don't know if all right's the term but i'm here <laughs> well call in any time i'll, I'll be laugh yes you can and you can email me and you can call me as much as you can all right, hon. You have a blessed night. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye, bye. I mean, I mean, I had, I, I didn't, I didn't. Those are big losses. I was just thinking about that today. I was thinking about that today. How now we're in. Whenever you lose somebody, and I lost uh, three very close people to me last year. Last year was a was uh, was real really shitty and i'm at this point now you know the f the first year after someone very big in your life dies the first year afterwards everything is what was going on this time last year you know and after the second year you can you can let that go a lot easier but you know i i think about skip a lot a lot because i i saw that man suffer a lot and you want to talk about not being able to help that's uh, and and when i think about um when i think about where we are right now like for example we're, we're knocking on the door of march how was he feeling this time last year starting to feel a little bit tired obviously his kidneys were starting to fail needed to go in for for to get the dialysis uh, catheter put in you know it's almost like you know like there's still time to warn him there's still time to do this, you know, because once you get into April, late April and May, once you get into late April and May and he went to, to you know, that, that's where I'm, that's where my mind is lately. And I think about him a lot, the things I saw and heard and, and, you know, so that, that human grief is a messy thing. And when we were talking about that last year and I made it, I made it a point to put it into the show a lot last year because we turned that into really good conversations about medical advocacy for family members dealing with hospitals and staffs and all that but also perspective about what is real how how everything outside of the four walls in which you live means shit when the people close to you that matter the most are in some kind of a trouble 
everything else matters. Like nothing matters. And it is true. Now, obviously, you can't stay. You can keep yourself there as much as you can. And you can balance all that out. But once the grief is gone and once the, the fight or flight, the adrenaline stops pumping as much as it was when you're in it and you have to try to be there for somebody and find a solution or, you know, handle a crisis. Once that adrenaline cuts down a little bit and things normalize a little bit, you give yourself permission to balance it out, check in on something, check a score of a Yankee game and whatever. And and, and you give yourself permission to do that stuff again. But... You know, it's it's good to it's good to hold on to whatever you can once you have the perspective because it, it makes dealing with all this other stuff oh, a lot easier and it sticks to you a lot less. But unfortunately, the scheming that we see going on around us does affect us on the trickle down, which is why most of the solutions we have to we have to dig up are are within are within because without. The without is totally rotten. Sam Brinton rotten. Okay? The nuisance. Let's go and... Um, let me see. I didn't see any of the guys from the... I don't think the, anybody from the, the band is here. I'm just going to take another quick break. Um, yeah, one more quick break. We'll be right back. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret society, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Solon decreed it a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. But I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. Confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. I love QFTD. Yeah. Uh, you're cool. What's up? I love QFTD. Yeah. Yep. You're cool. Uh, what's QFTV? Did you say what's QFTV? Missy gonna need to go over there and watch QFTV Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, right after Quite Frankly. Yeah. Oh, you're definitely cool. Only on QuiteFrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole. right 21st century digital boy all right we have we have a, a minute or two for maybe another call no you know what i'm going to do 
I'm gonna make sure that I get through all of my super chats right now. I have a few. Let's see here. On the super chats, we have a great Wednesday night wish from Stostube out there in Massachusetts. Great Wednesday night, Frank. Excellent week of great independent media. Always a great time. Thank you. Great catching up with life's happenings, good and unfortunately bad on Quite Frankly Podcast. Thanks for keeping us informed and always entertained. Love the Quite Frankly family. It's a good one. It's a good family to be a part of. Cynthia Lindsay says, love the show. Thank you, Cynthia. Love that you're here. Dooku Dan says, because leftists are only loyal to their identity group and protected class, any free thinking leftists are shamed with potential loss of group membership and loss of identity. So can't intellectually challenge leftist dogma, even if they know it's totally false. Yes. But how did they, but the real question is that, that, that obviously that's how they, they handle internal disputes and how they handle their own, their own, uh, kind. But as far as how they became the majority in every major institution in the country, that's the real thing. I mean, think about the stealth. Think about the stealth that was required for many years to keep what was the true intention, the true eventual coming out party, you know, at, at bay. That's, uh, that's something in itself. Let's go on over to, let's go on over to Foxhole and see what's going on there. All right. Janice, hello, thank you. Swickly says, let's see here. Swickly says that someone is in one of his videos 30 seconds in. I can't be able to not see that. Well, at least some people will be able to watch it over there on, on Foxhole. I can't uh, click videos in the middle of a show. Music Man 75, thank you. Lynn's over it. Thank you. River Pike, this one's for Rose. A lot of people are sending sending good thoughts for Rose in Alabama. Stostube uh, sending a bunch of cookies, and now there goes Bob, just because. And they're duking it out in there. And then Lynn's over it sends a cookie as well, so they're going nuts. They're going nuts over there on Foxhole, which is on quitefrankly.tv. And always a place that you can watch. Let me see. Is there anything else here? Nope. I think we're good. That's it. All right. So, uh, let's see. Hold on a second. All right, so this makes sense. Well, this makes sense. I'm going to take calls for another 10 minutes because we don't have any band practice tonight. I was wondering why the guys had not walked through the door and my guitarist just got pulled into some shit at work and he's going to need to take care of. So uh, there you go. I did not see that. If I had, that was back before 6 o'clock then I would have written a little bit more for the second half. So we'll just take a couple more calls and see what's up with people. All right, uh, 785, you're on the air. We've got the Ukraine visit. We've got the grand jury. We've got a f- couple other things. What's on your mind? Yeah, you had talked about the Sam Brinkman thing and about how we've sought these people out. And Michelle and I were discussing, maybe just talk about how um, one of the reasons why we had some reservations about the letter 17 uh, PSYOP was being that I've been in the military for 35 years, I've seen a complete 
slow roll of a social engineering to go, you know, no no holes barred kind of in a step action type thing. So it all started with the don't ask, don't tell policy in the mid-90s uh, that uh, Bill Clinton approved and implemented uh, from a previous policy that if you committed a homosexual act, you were barred from military service uh, to don't ask, don't tell. So we had uh, increase in uh, issues with uh, people um, touching each other or whatever and getting offended and t- through horse horseplay. We even had a game called Gay Chicken that people would play, and if people were offended, they were accused of being homophobic. Wait, 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 wait. I have to ask. You know I have to ask what gay chicken is. Well, gay chicken is is people in the barracks, and, you know, you're, you're changing clothes, right, or you're getting out of the shower, and people are playing grab ass, and sometimes it gets a little personal, right? right? And somebody uh, tells people that they're acting gay, uh, and they accuse them of being homophobic for being offended because they're acting like familiar with each other but not actually doing anything other than maybe grabbing each other right gotcha. uh, not like down there but you know yeah they're not clothed so it's just grab ass yeah so you know how you know, snapping people with the call or, or just another level of that yeah so um so you know <clears throat> so come obama's first administration uh they pulled the don't ask don't tell repeal and i was a in command of a, of a unit and i had to have a hundred percent documentation that every person in our reserve unit had received that brief to the letter through all three stanzas of it. There was this level one, two, and three stuff for the E-4s and below or, you know, junior enlisted stuff for the NCOs and stuff for the officers. And uh, it took me three months to do that. We had to give nine classes uh, and, and on, the, on the drill weekends. And it was ridiculous, uh, but we finally got it done, and uh, we moved on. Well, then all of a sudden comes the uh, gender dysphoria issue here, and then President Trump said, uh, "Not so fast." And uh, I think my interpretation of his thought process, because this was my deduction, is if you don't, the part of being in the military is to de-individualize you and then build you into a person who's going to be part of the team and do what we tell you, right, Uh, and train you to follow orders to a degree, but then be able to implement doctrine to accomplish a mission or implement smart thinking. But you have to be focused on who you are, okay, or at least what you're capable of. And if you're preoccupied with what's going on downstairs or who you are, I can't get you to be an effective battle unit thing or person. So – um, as soon as Trump got out of the office, uh, and and the and honestly, during Trump's administration, the DOD punted with a study. All right, so you know, and you know, even in my little area, we have people who are uh, joining the military to get turned into the other gender and go through the whole therapy thing. Um, and to top this thing off, uh, part of our command structure. Uh, in D.C., where we send people from the states, uh, developed a joint command, and some of the people who ended up rising to the leadership in the mid-2010-15 era 
uh, have pretty much built their whole department into, you know, just people who are like gender mindedness and ousted out other people who would be otherwise qualified if they were heterosexual. And I had that from um, friends of mine who were sent there to well, serve. Let me ask and you had something. To leave. Let, let, let me let, let me jump in because I, I the the picture you're painting is is very well received. Uh, we we understand I understand what what you're what you're laying out here and and how uh, that will result in where we are right now. Last night, and I'm sure you maybe you were watching, maybe you weren't. You said you were in you were in military service for 35 years. Yeah, I have been. Yes, I still am. Oh, you still are. Okay, so then let me ask you this. I asked a question last night when we were talking about Russia and when we were talking about the United States and China and this 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 jockeying back and forth between the whole NATO, not NATO, nuclear war, to, to, to fight or not to fight situation. And I was thinking about, I talked about national security, how we have an open border. We are a borderless nation. That's a national security risk. But the biggest thing I said was the note that, that rarely anybody even talks about these days as much as we used to because there's so many problems going on around us and weird things happening is that the national debt is the biggest national security risk that we have because if there was an actual real need, a, 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 a legitimate need to go to war with an aggressor out there, how the hell would we ever pay for it? But aside from the 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 uh, the idea of being able to, of uh, being hamstrung and paying for a war, my question was, with the state of the military, the culture inside the military, how we've now had a couple of generations of this social engineering going on over there, and uh, and then the, the the state of disrepair, we know a lot of our navy is in and things like that. I wanted to know if there was any military members in the audience that can tell us honestly if we had to go head to head with China and Russia in a real slugfest, not a proxy war, with the military we have right now, with the national debt we have right now, with all of our resources, would we win? So um, that cannot be just determined on a yes or no question. Um, I think that we would have some setbacks, but in the end, I think we could win uh, with by re-energizing the, 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 the homeland. Um, we do have some, some readiness issues, but we have some recruiting issues. But one of the things people don't understand is we don't have, we haven't used the draft since 69, 71, somewhere in there when Nixon got rid of it. Uh, but we can get everybody conscripted to total war if we wanted. We could take every factory and turn it into a tank outfit uh, under the National Defense Act. So, I mean, if we had to go at it, we could nationalize everything to do what we need to to win a war. Uh, the point of going to a war might be to eliminate our debt. So there's that. And then, of course, um, but the, the, the bottom line I think that I, I, I uh, think about when, I, when we're talking about this in general is I don't think the attitudes of the American people right now want to have a war with Russia, and we definitely don't want to have a war with China. But we definitely got to recognize that China is our biggest threat next to our debt. Well, I appreciate the call. It was, uh, it was an uninspected but a really great call, and thank you for everything, sir, and I and, uh, hope to hear from you again soon. Okay. Have a great evening. Thanks for a great show. All right. Thank you. Um, I So so there, there's a little something. I got one response there for my question last night. I didn't get any emails. Like I thought, I, well, maybe I did. I haven't really dug deep into the Proton mail yet, but nothing came into the Gmail. Um yeah, if you were going to reinstitute the draft, still, what are you drawing from?
75% of American youth are unfit for military service. We're talking about a national epidemic of obesity and diabetes and pre-diabetes and mentally, spiritually soft. Uh, we, we are, I mean, you, the, drafting Americans from in the 1960s and the 1940s is a different stock. You are drafting a different stock of man. And I, I'm not, and, and that's not me saying, you know, I'm a, you know, I, I'm, I'll, I'll go out. I'm a, I'm a Rambo, but nobody else is. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking what, how we go and check out how we're reading through what's happening to us, the, the mentality and the softness. I don't know. I don't know. First, I mean, maybe, maybe if they really were convinced, maybe if we really were convinced that we had to fight or we were going to die. I guess everybody's capable of uh, of of something, right? But I don't know. I, I think that we we've suffered so much in that department. But uh, let's take one more call, and that's it for tonight. Hey, two two four, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Hey, Frank, it's Rev. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, Rev? Yeah, man, I just wanted to call up and say, yeah, that really hit home. What you're talking about. Um, with loss and grief and uh, comparing things to what was going on at this time last year. Brother, let me tell you something. Every day that something happens in my life right now, I go, man, this really might suck, whatever this is. But compared to what was going on a year ago at this time, it's trivial. And uh, it's helping me keep a little perspective. I'm glad. I, I mean, it's just these are the, the little tricks of the trade along the way or else, or else you know, we're, we're – we are the only species on Earth. I know that there are other plenty of animals on Earth that uh, that have really good memory and they they remember uh, past trauma and who dealt it to them and all that other stuff. But we are we are really unique in the way that we 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 punish ourselves over and over again, things that we did or things that we saw, and we can we just relive it constantly. And it's it's tough. It's tough, especially since you know we're we're, we're very emotional, very sentimental in that respect. So those little tricks along the way, the perspective building tricks that, that they really help you get through and it's good. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's one. And you know what? You being out there and just doing your show helps too, because, um, you help keep, uh, especially like the cultural and the political stuff that I can get a little too fired up about sometimes. And, uh, you, you know, you, you help me keep it in check sometimes. So yeah, I yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. Cause I, cause I yell for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it when you do, though, man. Oh, speaking of yelling, I was going to let you know, except for uh, the other night, uh, when, uh, but most of the time that you're yelling at the wall about whatever's going on next door, yeah. it's not coming across on the feed. At least I'm not hearing it. I'm usually listening. Yeah, so I sound nuts. Uh, I sound nuts. Phone, so. I know I sound nuts because it, it, it doesn't pick but sometimes it does. Lauren said that the big clatter the other night, uh, I think it was on Monday yep. night. The big clatter that that like kept going when Brooks Agnew was on. Uh, yes. you you got to jack the volume, but you could hear it when you're in the room. The room is shaking, so I know it looks There's nuts. A small thud, yeah. You can hear a small thud come over. It's the first time that I actually heard it though. But most of the time, when you've been like, "What's going on out there?" Uh, for the most part, we can't hear it. Also, I just wanted to say I'm crushed that Discord got pulled away, but a bunch of us, uh, uh, you know, refugees are are afloat and finding each other and on the of, uh, places out there. So we're still hanging out there, and 
I had set up a guild a while ago, uh, so I just need to get back into that because I don't have that set up everywhere. But anyway, just keep on keeping on. You're you're crushing it, like like I said before. So thanks for doing what you do. Well, thank you, Rev. And I and I know when I, when we woke up this morning. Thanks again for the call. Um, when I woke up this morning and I went to go, I forgot why I went to to Discord. I went to Discord to drop something in or to ask a production question of of Cody or Josh or something. And all of a sudden, I was not allowed in. I, it's just my, my personal account. And I said, oh, no. So I got in touch with Abe. I said, hey, man, um, I think I was, uh, I, I think I, I have to make a new Discord. And he said, hold on a second. I think it happened because he was out too. So I just wonder if everybody that was a so in the server, did everybody lose their personal accounts? Like, was it, was it death by association? I don't know. But as far as the banging on the other side of the wall, here is, uh, here's the latest. And I want to give a shout out to Al, real Al Gorbachev, who is, is a, a new part of the, the video editing team over here and I think we're going to do some pretty special things with him in tow so here it is take a look at this if you haven't seen it yet I, I've shared it multiple places so far Herferberger says Frank I think Matt and I may have an acquaintance in common next time he is on the show will you please ask him what the fuck is going yo hold on I think somebody might be getting like like killed Body slammed? Is somebody being just like slammed to death? What the fuck is going on here, man? Somebody's getting killed if somebody's getting chopped up next door. I want to bust through the wall like the fucking Kool-Aid man and start beating the shit out of everybody on the other side of it. What the fuck is going on here, man? Something on the other side of the wall. I don't know what the hell's happening right now. What happened? It's next door? The animal's next door? Sorry, bros. I have, <laughs> we, we, we have an Again, again, the animal's next door. Alright, well at least you're not being swatted. I hear a voice. What the fuck? Do you fucking hear this? The week has gotta end. If they're still here banging at uh, 10 o'clock at night, uh, it's Kool-Aid time. <laughs> that was good. Alright, so we gotta do more stuff like that. Of course, that's just, those are just little inside jokes for people who already watched the show to enjoy. I don't know how anybody who has never seen this before would record, would react to that, but what we we've got we've got some things in mind to attract them as well. Okay, you know what? It's eight twenty-seven. That's all. I appreciate you all uh, for hanging out with me tonight. I really I really do, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow. We'll do a little bit extra, but for tonight, for tonight, just because I I don't I don't have anything else planned, and I'd rather end on a high note. Uh, thank you so, so very much. When it all shakes out, it'll only be 15 minutes short of two hours because I started about a quarter to seven. So tomorrow we'll be live at seven o'clock and we'll have uh, plenty of, th we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kick through the, the headlines a little bit, see where everybody's at, what's going on. If there's anything to, anything else that's laughable that we can go and, and jump on into. But other than that, we'll, we'll do something kooky. We'll start taking this plane down for a landing. And I, I want to encourage you all again. Thank you to everybody on Theta for watching. Everybody on quitefrankly.tv. It is Rabbit Hole Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. It's Rabbit Hole Wednesday on 
the uh, Rabbit Hole Wednesday on the website. And, <laughs> and I don't know what we're playing there just yet, but that usually starts around 9 o'clock. I'll start telegramming and all that stuff to get you guys to know, get you guys up to date with that. I... I really, I want to thank you all. Thank you on Foxhole and Theta and Twitch and YouTube and Rumble. Please hit the like button because we're doing great things there. On Rumble, I want to break the top 10. I want to shock the world. There's some very big, very big accounts that are over there in uh, in the, the Rumble top 50. And I want to break the top 10 as a little 27,000 follower uh, account. I want to do it. So please hit that. If you if you watch primarily on YouTube, go over to Rumble to hit the like button. So that would be great. And thank you all. Tomorrow, another day. And for tonight, let me just say thank you to Captain Flint. Is there anything else there? No, nothing over there. And just make sure. Dooku Dan, we're all good. All right. I got nothing else. Nothing's holding me back. Until tomorrow, I'll see you on Quite Frankly TV tonight, which I just got admissive. Hold on. Rabbit Hole Wednesday is more from the Black Mirror series, season three. Oh, no. You guys are watching Black Mirror? That I, I like Black Mirror a lot, but that that just makes you just go, wow. This is not science fiction. This is like right now. Damn. Modern day Twilight Zone right there. I didn't know that they've been watching that on on. on Wednesday nights. So that's happening. Maybe they'll go live a little bit before 9 o'clock. Head over there right now. Enjoy the rest of your night, and I'll see you on Thursday. That's... Wait a second. That's a little bit too far ahead, don't you think? I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is film before a live studio audience, and now our super chatters, starting with Dooku Dan, Stostube, Cynthia Lindsay, and KT Sky D. Thank you to our wonderful friends over there on Rumble. Many, many, many Rumble friends. Keep grinding, Frank, especially from Social Observer. We just got another one over there. You guys enjoy yourselves tonight, especially over on Quite Frankly.tv, and tomorrow we reconvene for some more fun. Good night.